This episode of On the Record is brought to you by AgriSolutions. AgriSolutions is the market leader in wearable parts, components, accessories, and solutions for tillage, seeding, planting, fertilizing, hardware, and inventory management solutions. Improve performance and durability with a wide range of in-field and extended life solutions. To learn more about AgriSolutions and their globally recognized brands, such as Belota, Ingersoll Tillage, and Trinity Logistics, visit agrisolutionscorp.com. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. Earlier this week, Case IH dealer Titan Machinery announced its first quarter results for fiscal year 2022. For the first quarter, revenue increased 20% to $372.7 million compared to $310.2 million in the first quarter last year. Revenue from the agriculture division was up 18.6% to $229.5 million. Equipment sales were $276 million for the first quarter of fiscal 2022, up 26% compared to $218.5 million in the first quarter last year. Part sales were $62.6 million for the first quarter, up nearly 11% compared to $56.6 million in the first quarter last year. Revenue generated from service increased 8.2% to $27.7 million. The only segment to show a decline was rental and other, which was down about 33% to $6.4 million for the first quarter of fiscal 2022, compared to $9.5 million in the first quarter last year. This week's dealers on the move include Torgerson's, Hudson Inc., and Atlantic Tractor. Case IH dealer Torgerson's announced it has added its first location in Wyoming. The new store, located in Powell, Wyoming, joins the group's 10 other locations all in Montana. Kentucky-based John Deere dealer Hudson Inc. has acquired Bader & Sons and D&G equipment, adding 18 stores in Michigan. Hudson now has a total of 30 locations throughout Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois, Tennessee, and now Michigan. John Deere dealer Atlantic Tractor announced it will be acquiring the Finch Services John Deere Ag and Turf and Compact Construction Equipment contracts at the Westminster and Hunt Valley, Maryland, and Hanover, Pennsylvania locations on or about June 1, 2021. Now here's Associate Research Editor Ben Thorpe with Deere's latest earnings. Thanks, Kim. Deere recently reported net income of $1.8 billion for its second quarter, compared with net income of $666 million for the same quarter in 2020. For the first six months of the year, net income attributable to Deere was $3 billion, compared with $1.2 billion for the same period last year. Worldwide net sales and revenues increased 30% to $12 billion for the second quarter and rose 25% to $21 billion for the first six months of the year. Net sales of equipment operations were $11 billion for the quarter and $19 billion for the first half of the year. Production and precision agriculture sales increased for the quarter due to higher shipment volumes and price realization. Operating profit in the segment rose primarily due to price realization and higher shipment volumes and sales mix. Small agriculture and turf sales for the quarter also increased due to higher shipment volumes, price realization, and the favorable effects of foreign currency translation. For its industrial outlook for 2021, Deere forecasts large egg sales to be up around 25% in the U.S. and Canada, and for small egg sales to be up around 10%. By segment, Deere forecasts both production and precision ag net sales and small ag and turf net sales to increase 25 to 30%. Product and precision ag price realization is forecast at up 7%, while small ag and turf price realization is forecast at up 3%. 
According to a tip Agriquipment Intelligence has received, over roughly the last six months, John Deere has been giving some Deere dealers unpublished financial incentives to acquire Fent tractors on trade-in. We were able to confirm the existence of these so-called incentives with one multi-store Deere dealer. The source, an industry expert who agreed to speak under condition of anonymity, stated they had been told by several Deere dealers in the Corn Belt that the funds were being delivered in order to make up the difference on trade-ins for Fent tractors, sometimes up to $25,000. The individual stated that, quote, the new Fent tractor has shown sufficient market uptake and customer interest has gotten under John Deere's skin enough that they had been providing these incentives to dealers in order to thwart Fent's sales progress. We reached out to Deere for comment and received the following statement from John Deere marketing manager Kevin Jewell. Manufacturer to dealer incentives are common in many industries, including agriculture. At times, John Deere pays dealers incentives based on the dealer's sale of new equipment. John Deere dealers are independent businesses and these incentives are paid directly to them. Dealers price their own used equipment as dictated by market pricing without John Deere's involvement. We encourage our viewers to email me at bthorpe at lessertermedia.com if they have any comments or insights into this topic. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Ben. In a recent webinar with Farm Equipment, Andy Campbell, Marketing Director at IronComps, broke down the current state of the used high horsepower tractor market and the potential growth he forecasts for the remainder of the year. Campbell explains that he believes people are holding on to their used, low-hour, high-horsepower tractors as the market continues to improve, calling it behavioral economics at play. Moving to 300 horsepower, you know, up in the horsepower, got strong growth, 23% year-over-year growth over the 2020 first quarter. So again, strong, not as strong as what we saw in the lower horsepower, but again, that as you go up in horsepower, just your rate of growth isn't going to be quite as much. And again, you look at Q2 and that really looks suppressed. What I think is going on here, and this is a little bit of what I talked about early on with the, uh, the combines and the track tractors, uh, and what I think is going on is I think people are holding on to that inventory, and, and it may be released here. Um, you know, I think it's behavioral economics at play, and uh, you know, it's a little analogous to a farmer who still has corn in the bin. Some of the savvier farmers do. I do not. And uh, you, know, you might have sold a little bit in the winter. But now you're seeing this market rise and it's got legs under it. It's, you know, there's very little chance that it's going to, to drop and a pretty high chance that it might continue to climb. So you're not going to unload your inventory right away. You're going to wait for the sweet selling season. And which if you're, you know, combines, that's definitely wait until August, some maybe in June or July to jump it a little bit. And then about the same with track tractors. You're going to wait for the plants, uh, planting to be done right before harvest. And so my guess here, is that you're going to see a lot of good volume, uh, I should say good machines at least, to come to market this summer, you know, in terms of how much volume is actually being backlogged and on deck ready to go, uh, that, not quite sure. Campbell adds that tractor prices in the 175 to 300 horsepower range are also on the rise, increasing 38% year over year in the first quarter of 2021 to an average price of nearly $120,000. Kubota recently reported its first quarter revenue increased by 22% to $4.9 billion. Revenue from the farm and industrial machinery segment was up 28% to $4.1 billion versus the same period last year. Overseas revenue increased by 31% from the same period in the prior year to $3.4 billion. In North America, sales of tractors and construction machinery increased significantly, mainly due to strong demand, along with a trend in people moving to the suburbs, despite a delay in shipments caused by port congestion and other effects. 
Operating profit for the quarter was up 155% to $714 million, and comprehensive income was up considerably as well at $1.1 billion, up 598% from the same period last year. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lessitermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.